Oh, the man in the corner with the dread. You're <coughs> a fucking weirdo, man. Shut up. You're a fucking weirdo. Shut up. It is 2.31 p.m. Uh, September 10th, 2011, and we are back in the recording booth, as we call it, weeks later, after taking an August hiatus, unplanned, but very much needed. Um, but we're back on the grind. Uh, this is the Try Games Net podcast, of course, where we do what? We talk about Vidge games. Mm. I'm your host Austin here with my co-host, the Antipose Al. The Antipode Al, back in the saddle. Summer's over. School has begun for you losers. We still keep making money. Yeah, except for the fact that I'm stuck in traffic when I come home now. Oh, fucking school kids. Eh. But that's okay, because school's not right now, because it's Saturday, and it is a sunny day in Manhattan, and I assume it is so in Richmond Hills. Yeah, it's also very, very muggy. It's also very muggy, but it will soon thunderstorm, so get your shit in now, even though this is not live. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, been playing some stuff, which we're going to talk about, and uh, I think, you know, the, certainly things have happened recently in the industry, but I think... Um, the most recent one that I think has some people up in an uproar, the whole analog stick thing for the 3DS, which is just baffling, but it also <laughs> it also kind of makes sense, but it is still baffling, and it's also ugly, mm-hmm. um, and other random knickknacks and shit, but we always start off with what we have been playing, and I, as always, haven't been playing too much, but Al, you've had a month. What have you been pecking away at? I've been pecking away at my job. I, was th- I thought you were going to say my dick, and I'll be like, that's not what we talk about here, but okay. Um, yeah, I've been working a lot. Um, just as a, a quick summary, I did, let's see, for my first paycheck in August, I got 19 hours of overtime. For the second paycheck in August, I got 25 hours of overtime. That's pornographic. And for this paycheck that <clears throat> that I just got on Thursday, I worked 28 and a half hours of overtime. Uh, this coming paycheck, I probably won't do so much, but I have holiday as well. Uh, so I did eight and a half or eight hours or something like that over the holiday. I get double that. Mm. Um, and I already have 10 hours overtime, so we have a whole week to go. I've been, uh, you know, dealing with a, a car situation. Now I have a new vehicle. I have a Honda Fit. Vehicle. It's nice and shiny blue. And fit. And fit. Um, I had to deal with a rental car and everything like that, and I'm paying that off now before I can get interest put on my credit card, which is one reason why I'm working so much. And... I'm also buying uh, stuff for my upcoming baby. Mm. I bought a crib, and I had to fit like the crib into my fit. Into your crib. I had the crib to fit into my crib. And uh, 
that was fun. Had to take it out of the box and then fold the box because we had to keep the box just in case there were parts missing. And uh, good thing there are no parts missing, so I could throw away the box. <laughs> and um, I went to pick it up. Actually, I picked it up yesterday. And while I was there, I realized, oh shit, it's nine nine. Star Fox sixty four came out. Right. I might as well just get it because I made so much money. Someone bought it. <laughs> Um, I played the the trial and whatnot. I was really tired yesterday. I was re- I'm really tired like every day because, um, you know, I'm working so much. I'm not really getting much sleep. So I only did the trial of it, and I'll talk about that right now. Uh, the game looks great. It looks freaking awesome. Um, much 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 better than the N64 version, which I do have, but I wasn't really good at. I was really good at the Super Nintendo one, but. I didn't really enjoy Star Fox 64 much, and I think it was because of the N64. So, the 3DS has two modes of play. Uh, there's the 3DS mode and the N64 mode, so they basically like take the original N64 challenge and the um, control restriction, which I'll talk about in a second, and they bring the original to you with the better graphics and in 3D. Right. With Nintendo 3DS, you have the ability to use the circle pad and the gyro for movement. Oh, okay. So uh, you can either independently use the circle pad and fly, or you can move the 3DS up and down and turn it, rotate it left and right to um, navigate through the world. And the L and R triggers are used for tilting and doing barrel rolls. Do a barrel roll! Um... The the somersaults and the U-turn are done by breaking or boosting and pressing down or up, depending on what your perspective is, to move up. Um, it is also shortcut keyed to up and down on the, the cross pad, which is cool as well for alternatives. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the multiplayer, which I th- I find very, very cool. The multiplayer is only download play, which means that that's the full feature. And you only need one cart to play download play. Even if everybody has the cart, it's only download play. And it has the ability to uh, take the video off of the front camera, the front-facing camera, so that you can see what the other people's emotions are while you're blowing them or they're... Oh, whoa! Ah, yes. Hey, now. While you're blowing them out of the sky mm-hmm. or off the ground if mm-hmm. they're using landmasters and um, and vice versa. Now, what I actually have been playing, uh, I've been playing mostly uh, Shin Megami Tensei Persona. I started it over. Um, you know, Persona 2 is coming the, the out. The PHP, uh, PHP. The PSP uh, one, right? Yes. Um, the original Persona remade for PSP. Right. Uh, Persona 2 Innocent Sin is coming out on the 20th. And I do want to get that, even though uh, I, I read a, a wonderfully uh, glowing review on GameSpot about oh, it. Oh, no. It got a 5.0 Ooh. because it hasn't matured, which I don't care because I want the game from back then that we never got. Right. Which is, I've is never this... played... Is this a, a, a so the first persona that you've been playing is basically a remake on the PSP of the original original one, right? Yeah, the is Revelations this one of persona. two? This is of two or 
What do you mean? This one that's coming up is is Persona Two remade or? Yes, and there are two Persona Twos. There's Innocent Sin and External Punishment, and a, or uh, eternal, eternal Punishment. I always call it External Punishment because <laughs> it sounds dirty, which I have actually on on PS. You do on PS One, yeah. Ooh, I got nice. a used copy because it was um, just sitting there. Very cool. Keep that. Um, the the reason why is because they haven't remade that, but the guy who's behind it, the the the, the director of the Persona games, uh-huh. he he would be interested in making it. Obviously, there probably has to be a financial incentive. So if enough people buy Innocent Sin, he'll they'll probably make Eternal. Uh, yeah, Eternal Punishment. I was about to say external. External. <laughs> uh, they'll probably make Eternal Punishment, but um, essentially, it's you know uh, they're. Two parts of the same game. Uh, Innocent Sin is actually the first part, and I think Eternal Punishment takes off from where Innocent Sin ends. Okay. Uh, so you're basic. So I, it's basically like the reverse of Shining Force Three, where you don't get the second half, and in this yes, case, you get the you second get half. The second but it's half. like <laughs> it's even worse because it's like, well, I don't understand what just happened. Who are these I'm people? I'm wondering if um, Eternal Punishment is an independent story, but Knowing what happens in Innocent Sin gives you more of a benefit story-wise. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Probably that. Um, so I I actually deleted my save for Persona because I uh, didn't I, I didn't understand the game. And it's very weird, like, in terms of how it works because of the... Um, the way the personas work and talking to the demons and getting the spell cards from them and using them to fuse to create personas and then they talk about how there's rare persona that can only be made when you put an item toward a fusion and they don't tell you anything about it and I, I don't want to use an item like on a fusion and create something that sucks and right. I can't get the item back. So I... I don't know. I've been trying to figure out, and there's no guides on online about fusion like that are really good. They tell you how it works, but they don't tell you like how to get the rare ones or anything like that. Right. Um, I think that the rare ones are just like uh, the fool ones. Like there's, you know, the the persona all based their orders are based on tarot cards, and there's the tarot card the fool, which only comes about if while you're making a fusion, an accident happens. Huh. And that's random. Um, there apparently is a cheat in the PSP version. If you walk a certain number of steps, you can guarantee a an accident to happen. But that's neither here nor there at this point. Right now, I think I'm about 12 hours into Persona. And uh, if anyone has played the original Persona, I am at the black market. Uh, I have to go and um see the har- the harem queen uh so that's it for that and i have been playing a couple of other things here and there i, I did actually want to quickly ask you yeah. about star fox so you say oh. that star fox looks a lot better than the n64 version which which hopefully is a given with the way that you know technology has advanced now mm-hmm. my question about that is what looks what is more noticeable, or notable at least, the improvement from Ocarina on the N64 to the 3DS, or the improvement on Star Fox? I think that because of the nature of the game, the improvement of Star Fox is more apparent 
because okay. of the 3D perspective. Ah, uh, okay. And you know, I mean, if both if you looked at both games with the 3D slider off, uh, they would probably have the same measure of improvement. Okay, I see what you but mean. But when you look at the fact that like Star Fox, you're going into the screen and things like that, and sometimes there's some features of is it that game? No, it wasn't that game. I, I, there may be like a couple of things that occur where it almost looks like the graphic is coming out of the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I'm referring to something else. There was a, uh, I think there's a video that's on the 3DS shop now. I think they're probably coming out with one every week. It's called something. <laughs> Great, thanks, thanks. <laughs> you know what? That well, helps. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, going to uh, turn on my 3DS if it wants to turn on. There we go. If it wants to turn on. Hey, I press the power button and it don't turn on. And then I let it go and then I press it real short and it works. It's a very, very strange child. <laughs> <laughs> don't start calling it a child once you actually have a child. If you start calling it a child, the actual child will get jealous. That's very true. <laughs> Uh, okay, so it's loading the eShop, and it's now connecting, and if you want to hear the music... Alright, it's all connected, and let's see, it's called Nintendo Show 3D. And it's got this woman talking about stuff, games basically that are coming out, or like... She's shooting the breeze about shit, and she talks about games. Oh, uh, it's one of those. Yeah, I'm, but it's like you know, produced by Nintendo for promotional purposes, I guess, for let you know what's on the what's coming up for 3ds and what is um uh coming up in the eShop and what is already there that's cool. Mm-hmm. So they talk about Star Fox 64, and they actually show you like the opening. As a kind of like a teaser trailer, they show you the the first part where they say, "Oh, uh, Andros has attacked a lot of that system. Uh, he's declared war and whatnot." And then you see Fox and Peppy and Slippy and Falco running down the corridor, and it introduces them. And then they get in their R wings, and then it ends. And that's the exact same thing that happens like when you first turn on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all in 3D. But then they had this thing where like. They were, I think it's in this. I'm pretty sure. They were like pigs nosing up against the 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 camera or something like that. Huh? Like real pigs. Yeah, it's some video. I don't remember, but it was on this. And the pigs were nosing up against the camera, and the pig's face looked like it was coming out the screen. Oh, that was pretty cool. And then there was something else that looked like it was coming out the screen, but I don't remember what it was. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, I played. Some of the uh, ambassador uh, games. Uh, uh. <laughs> I played some Ice Climber. Uh, I'm not good at that. Uh, I played Metroid and got the the Morph Ball and stopped. I the Moth Ball. The Morph Ball. It sounded like you said the Moth Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I played Super Mario Brothers. That was the first game I downloaded, and I was gonna run through it really quickly, but then I was kind of tired. So, uh, looking at it, and I'm on World Eight Two. Mm-hmm. Of course, it took me five minutes to get to World A2 <laughs> because I just went one 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 two four one four two eight one. Cheater. Yeah, no. Uh, I played a little bit of Yoshi. 
I, I've always liked that game. I never played it, so this will be my first time. Mm. It, it's a good little puzzle game where you're like Ruffle. stacking enemies and you put them in eggs and make Yoshi's and they go bram, bram. and then make the fat ones and go bram, bram. <clears throat> yeah uh, I played some Zelda uh, which one? the original Okay. The, the Legend of Zelda I'm gonna try yet again to beat it <laughs> okay I, I started on a second quest cause I haven't played Ooh. second quest in a long time I've never played it <laughs> and uh the controls, I I think because of the way I was sitting or whatnot, it was just tough to play. Moving around, I was getting beat up and almost died. Uh, I honestly, I almost died getting to the first dungeon. Mm. <laughs> and there's nothing different about the game, uh, in terms of like the difficulty of the enemies. It's just inside the dungeon, everything is different, and the right. locations of the dungeons are different and things like that. Um. <clears throat> Played Wrecking Crew, which is one of my favorite old schools. Yeah, I, um, I saw that and I snatched it up. Well, I mean, it's not like mm -hmm. I would miss it, but yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna play it probably more on the 3DS than on the Wii because I have it f for a virtual console on the Wii as well. Yeah. Um, mainly because I can take it wherever I go and then I can actually play this game like a puzzle game because I think I've always played this game like an action as an action game. game. Yeah. And I, but when you get to the later levels, you're like, what's the fucking point of this game? But if it's a puzzle game, then you know what the point is. Right. I, I reviewed this one for, for GameSpot, and I really liked it because I had no idea what to expect. And at first I thought it was like, oh, this is a balloon fight, ice climber, Donkey Kong-esque type thing. And then I like thought about it. I was like, no, this, this actually requires some measure of like tactical you know, awareness. Mm -hmm. and I thought that was really cool. Cause I, I, and maybe, again, it's, it's one of those things where I never played it before. So um. I, I wasn't expecting it to be as intricate as it is. Mm -hmm. So Cool. I haven't played Balloon Fight yet. That game I just completely like love to play. And I actually got Balloon Kid for Game Boy. That was like one of my first Game Boy games. Mm -hmm. And have you ever played Balloon Kid? Um I don't think so. Imagine Balloon Fight as an adventure game, like a a platform. Oh, okay. Instead of playing on just stages that don't move, you're going scrolling from left to right and doing like almost like balloon trip, except you're it's like balloon fight with Super Mario Brothers put together. It's a beautiful game. I hope it comes out for Game Boy Virtual Console. Uh, and I think www.balloonkid.com. I, I mean YouTube.com. Balloon <laughs> Kid. Um. Zelda 2, uh, I'm probably not even going to play that. <laughs> I just wanted to see if it had like a save state where you could kind of cheat the game and keep a save state, and if you die, then you could just load the save state, but no, you can't do that. Right. And I did play NES Open Tournament Golf, and that game is pretty hard. <laughs> is it like... Okay, so... Is it different... I'm assuming it is. Is it different than just golf? Or is it like? Oh yes. Is it like it's, an enhanced version? Okay. It's the father of Mario Golf. It's okay. all based on you know you select where you want to go and then you do the timing based thing. Okay. So it's like the father of like Hot Shots and all those other games where you press a button and then a meter goes up and you hit the button for how much power you want and then it goes back really fast and you have to time it to center on a particular like line does it feel you... does it well now does it feel broken like most of the old nes games do like i feel like those old first generation nes games the ones that were like that just had a screenshot of the game as like the cartridge art 
You know, like mm-hmm. golf and yeah. volleyball. Or a 10-yard fight or, ten yard, or, or soccer. Baseball. Yeah, those all felt like broken in some way. You know, it, like like just unplayable in some respect. Not like super completely offensive. No, actually, yeah, like somewhat offensive. <laughs> like completely like something is wrong. Are you asking this about NES Open Tournament Golf? Yeah. It is a later generation game. Okay. It's like a 1990 game. Uh, oh, my Super God. Mario oh, Brothers 3 era. Oh, wow. Yeah. Never mind. Then then that is good. Yeah. It's got, you know, like good graphics and I want Mario Luigi kid are now. full grown. Like full grown. <laughs> Mario <laughs> Luigi are fully drawn. <laughs> and they have two uh, princesses. Uh, I don't know I if princesa. it's Daisy or not because they both look like Peach. But they're wearing different colors. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's hard about the game is that the line to center your shot is so narrow, and okay. the meter that you have to line it up with goes back so fast. Um, with a small screen, it makes it seem like it's more difficult because it's right. harder to see. Right. So uh, I, I think it may need some learning curve adjustment, and then there's some stuff in it. I. I I, I might have to like look up a fact to find out what certain things mean, because <clears throat> there's a like a slow, medium, fast, and I don't know if that has anything to do with you. Like, okay, the meter goes slow, but at the cost of the meter going slow, your shot may not go as far as you want it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's fast, where oh, it, it goes lightning fast, but if you actually hit it, the ball go, you get a bonus to your. That that's the way I think it would go. But I don't know if it does. And if it doesn't, then there's no sense in doing fast. Because it goes fast on slow. And it goes, what the fuck, on fast. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been trying to like hit stuff off the tee. And I want to hit, hit the ball off the tee and have it land on the fairway. And it goes off into the rough or out of bounds. All right, I'm going to stop this. And then I played Donkey Kong Jr., which uh, <laughs> I went through like four rounds of the entire game. And then I started to die because I was kind of tired when I was playing it. But I was, like, remembering all the little things, the stupid things I used to do when I was a kid when I was playing that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know the stage right before the – well, the third stage with all the the colored lights and the neon balls that fly around and stuff. The, and the background music is – Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how you get to the end and it plays that like song. It's like I know exactly because I just played it like two days ago. Yeah. Um yeah, I used to Hello Kitty World. What's that? It looks like it it looks like they took Balloon Kid, put it on NES and replaced the sprites. That's what Hello Kitty World is? Yeah, but maybe that's like a ROM hack. I'm it's just it just came up on YouTube. So um, I used to do a little dance when that song came on um, <laughs> when I was a kid. <sighs> oh I, my God. I did it when I was playing. I was like, ah, I remember this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I used to I used to play through Donkey Kong Jr. like it was the end of the world. Moving on from that, I played um, or downloaded Gargoyle's Quest for Game Boy. Oh, yeah, I can't out. wait to, to get into that. And um, I played a little bit of that before I stopped for a while. Because um, I was playing my PSP. Um, <clears throat> at home, honestly, I don't think I played anything at home. Oh, wait, yes, I played um, 
two really cool games, one of which I sent you that you did not uh, redeem yet. Oh, I haven't? I thought I did. Uh, it said, let's see now. I guess it I didn't. It, well, it if sent. I haven't, then I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought I did. That game is Steel Storm Burning Revolution. Retribution? Burning mm-hmm. Retribution. Say that three uh, times fast. Yeah, Steel Storm Burning Retribution. <laughs> um, that game is weird, but it's cool. But it's weird. That and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I thought it was like a you know regular-ass top-down space shooter uh, arcade game. Mm-hmm. But it's actually more like uh, a combination of a top-down space shooter and like um, a free-roam action game like Asteroids or Armada or, um, you know, something like that. Like, you're, you played Armada, right? For Dreamcast? For Dreamcast. No. Uh, well, you played Asteroids. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know how in Asteroids you can just fly, your, your ship can go anywhere on the map and you turn around 360 degrees to attack things as opposed to a standard arcade shooter where you're only right, facing just, the top yeah. of the screen. Yeah. Um, Steel Storm combines the both of those things and it actually combines them in a pretty cool way. Uh, you can play the game with the game centered on the ship so that the the world rotates around you and it plays more like a um, a hybrid top-down shooter. But the screen doesn't automatically move. When you press up, you move. Well, in this case, the world would move under you if the camera centered on you. And uh, you have like a Vulcan cannon. You have to shoot these things like a zillion times to kill them because they all have shields. And you have to dodge bullets and whatnot, and you complete objectives, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you can also change the perspective so that it's more like an old school game where you move around the world, and when you get to the edge, the world scrolls. I found that playing the game with the controller is kind of weird because the turning is um, absolute. Not absolute. The turning is more restricted to left and right than it is a 360 degree action is what i'm saying so you know how you know how like normally uh, you would play something like uh i haven't played this uh what is the damn game uh with the the colors in the ship and it's like old school it came out for xbox i think it's called oh geometry wars yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Galaxy Wars, and I'm like, I know that's wrong. Nope. Um, so, it's like, you know how in uh, Geometry Wars you can fly around and you rotate the ship? I think you rotate the ship. And it's a tw- is it a twin stick? Kind it's, of a, thing? it's a dual stick shooter, yeah, but like where you point is where you face, so it's not. Where like... you point is where you face, yeah. exactly. Yeah. In Steel Storm, you, where you point is not where you face. And it's it, tank? It's it's sort of tank. When you move left and right on the right analog, it rotates the ship left and right. But, yes, I guess it is tank. Because then when you move on the left analog stick, it's up and down, go up and down, and left and right strafe. Mm-hmm. And I find it because of the pace, is it tends to be pretty fast, that it would have been easier had the controls been more on the lines of if I want to look down and left, I move the stick down to left. Right. But 
with the mouse, the mouse moves fast enough that you can swipe the mouse to the right and left, and the ship will rotate that much. So it's easier to play the game with the keyboard and mouse, in my opinion, than it is to play with the uh, gamepad. And there's no configuration option for the gamepad to allow you to use the right analog stick 360 degrees for direction. A little disappointing. Right. Um, and I was also playing Jamestown, which is another... I need to freaking boot that up. That game is fucking awesome. I meant to boot that up at some point during my week off, and I just didn't. Oh my gosh, that the game is like beautiful, you know, it's low res, but it's beautiful and it the music is great. And it's on Mars. And it's on Mars and it's, it's Mars. it's takes place in 1619. It's so fucking crazy. It's weird because it's like you know, it's futuristic space shooter in the past and it's almost like a like a cyberpunkish kind of thing. Because you got like spaceships, but then you have like steam powered trains. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but the um, the game itself is a so really like cool st- bullet hell. It's shooter. like steam cyberpunk, steampunk yes. cyberpunk, steampunk steam cyber, 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 cyberpunk, steamer, Cleveland steamer punk. Ooh, nasty. That's nasty. So um, you nasty. That nasty. game is a really cool bullet hell shooter. Um. I've I haven't played on hard difficulties yet, and I can tell that like just because I I, I want to destroy everything and I'm used to stuff like Ikaruga where the patterns are kind of made for you if you're playing by yourself they're made for you to take out everybody for the yeah. most part. Right. Um. This game looks like it's really made for more than one player. It is a four player game. Um. But four. Yes, it's a four player game, but it's all local. Okay. Uh, but still, Storm uh, is like, four player and it's internet. And when I bought Steel Storm, I bought the four pack because it was like seven fifty for a four pack, but oh, two fifty okay. for one, and I was gonna buy two. So why buy why buy just two for five when I can buy four for seven fifty and then gift the last two to whoever, right. whenever. I don't know when because the people that we know that I would gift it to in this case be Edu and Pete, they um already have it. Right. So we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, Jamestown, awesome game. Steel Storm, pretty weird, but still a very good game. <laughs> and I haven't played anything else because I've been so busy working. I was supposed to have finished Beyond Good and Evil by now, and I was supposed to finish Spider-Man's so Shadow Dimensions. I was supposed to finish Catherine. Cassidy, how far are you in that? Demons. Uh, I'm on stage five of eight, and stage five has like three or four, le- well, three levels and a boss, and I've only finished the first level of stage five. Mm-hmm. Um, I was supposed to start Demon Souls sometime soon, and Darksiders. I haven't played, and I haven't really played much portably either. Like I was supposed to be playing Ghost Recon and finishing that, and I need to start that. Too. I'm like three missions in still. Yeah, I'm on chapter three. Um, and what else? I'm looking at my list. Uh, prototype. I did get a little bit further in it. I finished three missions, so I'm now 20 out of 31 missions. I uh, oh, I picked up Professor Layton and played a little bit more of that, and I felt very smart because I was solving a lot of the puzzles on my own. Actually, well, I solved the ball on my own, but mm-hmm. without like hints mostly. I was happy about that. Right. Other than that, nothing else. 
other than all of that, nothing else. I am yeah. I am looking at my ambassador certificate right now, and I just think it's funny that all it is is just a video. Yeah, yeah, that was that's funny. And the video is like five minutes long, but it's just it's just a scrolling text, language, scrolling text in different languages. It's not even like like a, a dancing thing. It's just a scrolling text. Mm-hmm. It's like that's what I paid for. Wait, I didn't pay for it. Never mind. Dargo's mm-hmm. quest and Zelda two. I'm just looking at all the things that I have now. Activity log. Let's let's take a look at what my activity log says. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Nothing. 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 Zelda. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, Zelda. Daily records. Steps taken, 211,000, which it's, I don't take this with really? me. Titles played, 52. Well, a lot of the titles kind of include, like, things that aren't games. Right. That's misleading. Okay, I guess I'll just quit it. That's <laughs> <laughs> Pepe. Our systems go. He sounds so old. Uh, let's see, what have I been playing? I, um, I kind of went on a God of War spree... Uh, after cracking open Ghost of Sparta, uh, mm-hmm. which you got me for a Christmas gift, I believe. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, comparing that to Chains of Olympus, which was a good-looking game, it, it's just Ghost of Sparta just looks really fucking good. Like, like a whole, like a whole generation—not a generation, I shouldn't say—but like. I would say, I would say if you um, if you were to compare a second year, not first year, but second year PS2 game and God of War 2, that would be the difference. Wow, I guess I, because like, I mean the the character art looks a little better, the models look a little better. The detail on every texture looks a lot better. There's, like, lighting and motion blur and shit, like, fake motion blur and shit. It just looks really, really good, and it's just, like, Ready at Dawn continues to... Remember, Ready at Dawn made the original God of War on PSP... Well, not the original. Chains of Chains of Olympus look as good as it did in the first place, which I didn't think was possible. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, it's pretty much... You know, it's it's like... I think it's sort of God of War 3 on PSP-ish um, in terms of some of the decisions they made with the interface. Like, you can't grab people and battering ram them into other people, but you still got, like, the QuickTime games. Um, like, when you when they tell you to press triangle, it appears at the top of the screen. When they tell you to press square, it's at the left side of the screen. So it, it, it mimics that kind of PS3 interface. Um, mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, and I, I was a fan of that, and I like that. I know some people didn't like it because they say that it took it took focus away from the action on the screen. True. Um, but I I like it because it's easy for me to it's easier for me to kind of uh, cognitively understand which button am I going to press. Um. And I mean, like the way the reason that heavy rain I think got away with it was because, like, if you were punching someone, I feel like they would put the triangle button on the fist. Very. So true. there's almost no way that you could miss it, and it also had that little timer so that you knew, oh, I have this long to press it. And in like the original, the other God of War games or any other games that have quick time buttons that appear like in the middle of the screen, it just kind of gets lost in all the action, you know. So what Heavy Rain did was make it stand out, and what God of War Three did was 
remove it from the action. So I like those two methods better. Um, but yeah, Kratos is uh, he's pretty angry. <laughs> I think he's as mad. always. I think he's mad at people. It's, uh, that, he's and mad that's at the, the gods. Yeah, and that's really the one downfall of all the God of War games is that, like, it's it's almost the same thing over and over again. So it's very it's very hard to really talk about what like oh this is new this is what I did um, with the PSP games at the very least because mm-hmm. the PSP games are very much just yo take what we did and put it on PSP yep um, and you know it, it's like at least God of War 2 from God of War 1 was an improvement in that it had more bosses um, and it looked I guess I, I felt that it, it, it that the addition of all the bosses gave it more of a, a more of a versatile feel, um, and it broke up the action more in a good way. Uh, it didn't break up the action; it broke up like the the traversal more in a good way. And um, God of War three, um, I guess it was simply like, what else is there to say about God of War three other than look at the fucking thing? Yeah, I mean, it's God of War three. That's all you can yeah. really say about it. Like the it's... the the gameplay differences, I think are are somewhat minimal. Uh, I think the addition of grabbing someone and using him as a battering ram, or like being able to do different things out of a grab, was nice. Um, but I don't think it differentiated it enough. Kind of, it, it like uh, God of War two to me felt like. Like the one that most improved upon its prequel, uh, upon its predecessor, to me. Yeah, it, it seemed like God of War three put us put some extra things on there, but most of it was about yo, it's on play- PlayStation three. Yeah, Take it's on fucking PlayStation three, dude. It's the fucking game. You know it's good. Yeah, it's on PlayStation three. Awesome which, graphics. You know, which is good enough for me. Story. You know, it's good enough for me from a God of War perspective. Like for I real, have no too. qualms with that. Nope. Um, it just it was just like if you're looking at it in a frame of yo two really took one and improved upon it three was like all right it just looks better and like if that's if you're looking for that type of improvement then you'll be like well what the fuck is a big deal yeah but the big deal is that it's big <laughs> it's on motherfucking ps3 it's gigantic like i uh, so so my friend matt from atlanta came up oh, over the uh, over the break and um He's he he mostly, if not exclusively, plays Xbox 360. I mean, he does have a Wii, but he mostly plays Call of Duty, and mm-hmm. like he didn't really understand what God of War was at first. Like he thought it was more of like an adventure RPG, and so I just I just stuck it in while like like we we had gone to play basketball, and then when he was taking a shower, I just stuck out of War in. I was playing it, and then he came out and watched me play it, and then I was like, you don't want to be looking at this. You want to be looking at God of War three. And so I put it in three, and I let him play it, and he was like, yo. This shit is sick. I didn't even realize that like this is the type of game it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, and you know, the same reactions as when you first saw God of War and the Hydra heads explode. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh my god! Dude, what the fuck oh my is god! This? What the fuck? What? Like he, he, uh, he um, disemboweled the centaur, mm-hmm. and like right when he saw the first gut fall, he was like, oh. Shit. Is that? Is that? I'm like, yeah. Is that? Yeah, it is. Oh my god. Holy shit. You know, that, that, that's like all you can really say about any God of War game. It's just like, holy shit. Yep. You know, um, 
but you know, coming from that, like I did mention that I did start playing God of War one, the HD version. Um, nice. And it's funny, it's all cleaned up. Like the edges are all cleaned up, and like when you go into cinematics, it looks like crap, which is what you expect. Mm-hmm. But I, I really, really wish that they had kept some high res art to kind of retexture the game because like so it you know it still looks good i'm someone who is like yo i can appreciate older looking games as long as they looked good in their day you know right. like unless you're talking about ps like some really really bad ps1 and n64 games those those are the exception those look yeah. really bad and atari games like those i can't like atari i can't uh. <laughs> you know like I, I could look at an nes game and be like yeah cool super mario brothers yeah Atari games, not happening. But when you're blowing up God of War on a 1080p screen TV, which is 52 inches diagonal, and the resolution is way up there, but the textures aren't, and it it looks muddy, and it it you know because you have like the low the the relatively low polygon models like those two kind of conspire against the higher resolution and it almost makes me feel like maybe I'd rather play this on a smaller TV on my PS2 mm. in terms of how it looks now it's not bad enough for me to be like oh oh my god like it still looks fine but yeah. it's just like it's something that's very noticeable um, and I and I'm very curious to see how God of War two turned out because that you know well God of War was a was a visual masterpiece for its day. God of War two came out at the very tail end of the PS2's life, and so that was even be- like that was one of those games where it was like why didn't they save that per- for the PS3? And then it came out and you're like oh it looks good enough, and it was uh, in ProScan, so it was 480p. Y- yes. I can't. Re- is is God of War one not in ProScan? Uh, I'm pretty actually, sure it is. It might be. Yeah, uh, I think I might have played them both in ProScan. Because because I feel like David Jaffe would have never accepted anything less. Mm. Like he mm. would have been like, no, we gotta put this in ProScan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, God of God of War. You know, I you know I'm I'm having my my little nostalgia now with it. I think when I get up to um, Hades. Or any part with poor collision detect- detection, I'm probably gonna be like, "What the fuck?" and uh-huh. like, and turn it off and put in God of War two. Um, but yeah, I, you know, God of War two is my favorite of the series. Really, like, if if I played that, if if I lost all my God of War games and kept two, I wouldn't be upset. Like, mm-hmm. if if I had every God of War game, God of War, God of War three, Ghost of Sparta, and Chains of Olympus, but I didn't have two, I'd be a little upset. Yeah, that that would be a little distressing. Yeah. If I had two and none of the other games, I'd be fine. Like that—that's how in that's the type of regard I hold two in. Um, mm. So, but yeah, uh, that's the God of War thing. Arc Ocarina of Time. I beat the Dongo just like smoke. Um, it took me a little while to remember that you have to make him spit out the fireball and then throw the bomb in his mouth, and I basically didn't score a hit on him until I had half a heart left. Ooh, and then scary. I beat him with half a heart left. Nice. Um, and you know, again, I said this before, but 
it, it really, you know, and I hate to say this because I'm not a graphics whore. Like, in, in fact, I'm anything but. But it really is the 60 frames a second frame rate that is allowing me to, you know, want to actively progress in this game more. Mm-hmm. And I really wish that wasn't the case because, you know, it, it makes me feel like it was the visuals that really ruined a lot of my enjoyment of Ocarina of Time because, remember, I played it on GameCube on the on the bonus disc, and that yep. was basically just a, you know, just a, hey, this is Zelda in 480p. Same game, same textures, it looks ugly for this day and age. <laughs> um, which, again, is not to say that I'm backtracking on my comment that I believe Twilight Princess is better, and I think that Link's Awakening is better, but this experience is this experience right now is much better than what I had with the GameCube version. Uh, with the N64 version on GameCube. Let me clarify that. <laughs> um... So yeah, like it would have been a much tighter race if this is if I had never played it until now on the 3DS and been like, you know what, this is really, really, really good, best ever. I don't know, but very good. But I've been tainted by you know Twilight Princess, so whatever. Um, I also played Donkey Kong Jr. off the Ambassador Program. That's the only game that I played that I downloaded off the Ambassador Program. Um, I'm probably gonna dip into Zelda 2 next because that's like a favorite of mine, despite its problems. Um, but Donkey Kong Jr., I, I think it's... Th- now, now, this came out after Donkey Kong, obviously. Oh, yeah. And what I think is really funny about this is I have a lot more trouble... Well, or at least I had a lot more trouble picking Donkey Kong Jr. up and really getting into the flow of it than I did with the original Donkey Kong. Really? And I think that it's because of the way that Donkey Kong Jr.'s sprite kind of animates and collides with the environment. Mm. Because he's, he's like a, a, a flat, wide sprite. Yes, he is. You know? And I had trouble judging how far can he fall before he loses a life? How far mm-hmm. can he jump? Or, or how, like, how short is his jump such that I need to be at this edge of the platform in order to make the leap. It was never a problem for me with the original Donkey Kong. But with Donkey Kong Jr., like, on that second stage... No, on the first stage. The the first stage, but the second stage is even more so. Yeah. And it looks like the simplest little jump that you can make, but no, he doesn't jump high enough. And sometimes uh, you'll make that jump. Like, the you're talking about the spring jump? That, too, is frustrating. I was just talking about the regular one. Oh, oh, the the spring jump is even worse because you can hit the the spring, and then you can land on a platform and fall through the platform and die. Yes, because you're not fully on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hated that so much. Yeah. So it, it's it's I I think it's funny how it kind of like took a a very slight backwards step because I think like the all the Mario games, you know Mario Brothers even Mario Brothers Donkey Kong not Donkey Kong as much but. At least Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers, and to some extent Donkey Kong, like it was very known for just the way that Mario controlled pretty well for its era, and like how, how his jumping was very crisp, and mm-hmm. it felt natural. And even though you couldn't control your jump in the air in Donkey Kong, it still felt like you knew where you were going when you jumped over something, you know. And you had confidence that like you would land where you wanted to land if you timed it right, and it just felt natural with like the with the order of gravity and the way that you know I don't know 
and Donkey Kong was just to- Donkey Kong Jr. was just totally different. Um, and I kept on, tr- I kept on trying to climb down vines from a ledge, and you can't do that. Oh, yep. Yeah, no, like you yeah, can't yeah. pass through ledges. Like you have to approach the vine from either the left or the right, um, or below. You can't just like go onto a ledge and then like ladder climb down like Mario can in Donkey Kong or like Mega Man does with all his ladders. So it was it was very frustrating at first to eventually remember how to play that game the right way. Um but at the same time, like remembering how to play it, I think it is a much better game than the original Donkey Kong just because of like how good climbing feels. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, and that last stage where you put all the keys into the locks, like I like that a lot better than the last stage of Donkey Kong, where you just have to jump over the pegs. Also, there's one whole more stage. Yeah, yeah it is. So the game, the, the game is thirty three percent larger. <laughs> um, is, have I played anything else? I think that's about all I played. Um, I went into, I dipped into the Nintendo World Store, uh, randomly, and. Like this, the one of the guys who was working there was telling me about how Dream Trigger was overlooked, and I should try that. Um, I completely forgot that Blaze Blue had come out. Um, some other game came out. Uh, I think it was an RPG or something like that. That I was like, "What the fuck?" This actually came out, but really, um, I didn't realize. It. And then the one that he was like, "Yo, you need to get up on this." Was Devil Survivor Overclocked? Oh yeah, Shin, yes, Mega- yes, Shin Megami yes. Tensei, which apparently came out on my birthday. Devil Survivor? No, I played oh. Strange Journey. Oh, Strange Journey, okay. Which used the Etrian Odyssey engine, which automatically made it not very intriguing. Mm. Not to say that Etrian Odyssey is not intriguing, because that's intriguing for different reasons, but Shin Megami Tensei in a dungeon crawl mode, I, not a good first impression of the series for me, so I need to play it where it plays like more like a like a top-down RPG. Um, okay, well, and, you, you, do you realize that um, ah, Devil Summoner Overclock? Is a tactical RPG. Devil Survivor Overclock? Devil Survivor, sorry. Devil um, Summoner is the first game. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is, it's not a dungeon crawl, so I'm fine with no. that. No. That's, just that's that all that I miss. I thought it was a standard RPG, but it's actually a tactical RPG. Well, that's even better. That's even better. And that me. makes me think, shit, I need to play Tactics A2 before I even touch that game. That's true. Now, here's the thing. He was like, yo, it's sold out. Like, I, I asked him, it's an Atlas game. How's the run? Like, was it a long. Is it is it, it was it like a good run or was it like a limited run? He was like, "Yo, I don't know, man." Like, but uh, it sold out here already. Um, and then I looked it up on Amazon, and lo and behold, buy new or used from fifty five dollars. And I'm like, "Oh what? shit!" It already went rare. And wow. I looked at the Best Buy, and it was like av- available for online order, back ordered. So I'm like, "Uh oh!" Like, Uh-oh. I hope this hasn't gotten to that point already it just only came been out, out for like a week and two a half. weeks yeah <laughs> two weeks ago so i really hope they have a second run and like they they did a second run of 999 yeah you know they're coming out with a sequel for that really i gotta look yes. into that is it called 10010? Um, oh then you don't know about this bit of news then if you don't know about the 999 sequel then you don't know that <laughs> there's a big extravaganza there's going to be a sequel a prequel and a remake of Deadly Premonition. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, a remake of a current gen game. Yes, they're gonna what the remake. Fuck? Are they actually gonna make it look good then? I think that they're gonna make it look good because they said that it was chat. You know, it was criticized for ha- for looking shitty. 
Right. Quite frankly. And he said that they were going to do better by it. I, I forget what it was. I think that the, the prequel and um, and remake are the same thing. I, I'm going to get some more info on that while you continue talking about the... Um, the re the the repubs. So Axis is Axis is publishing, um, or is it Spy? So Axis is publishing the sequels of of nine 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 ten ten ten. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So so that's the thing. I like. I feel like uh, Axis was Axis is I, I I'm guessing is a smaller publisher, but they'll respond quicker to like yo. We want this game. There's been some kind of weird underground following. All right, let's put out more. And I feel like Atlas is just like, we're fucking Atlas. We can do whatever the fuck we want. You missed it the first time around, your fault. So I don't know. I don't know what to think. Mm. I'm scared because yeah, I want this game. Scary. I mean, I wonder if it's available still on DS because, you know, it's it's essentially a 3D version of a DS game. I believe it is. And they're coming out with a sequel on DS, not 3DS. Uh, I believe it still is available on DS. Because mm. um, I saw it, I saw it, like, it was like, ooh, buy this on Prime. Oh, wait, it's the DS version, not the 3DS version. Mm. Um, so, and also, uh, add more information about the 999 sequel. It's coming out for 3DS and Vita. <gasps> ooh, no. Huh? I don't know which one I should get. Mm. Well, I mean, obviously but, I should get the 3DS one because I have a 3DS, but I fully intend on getting a Vita, even though I shouldn't. Yeah. Because yeah. I know I'm not going to play it, and like I yeah. need to get rid of all my games, but I'm still going to get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it's coming out, though. Um, right. Let's see. It Yeah, it's just announced, so there's nothing relating to its release. Uh, let's see. Deadly Premonition. Not Decadly. Decad- Deadly <laughs> Premonition. Uh, While you look that stuff up, uh, we're yeah. going to take a quick 30-second break. Uh, scratch our balls, sniff some stickers, and uh, we'll be right back with Deadly Premonition stuff that he's looking up. Something. Al, what'd you find? Um, I'm just looking to see if there's more information. Uh, well, there's two things that I'm seeing. I'm just, just they're they're all talk, so it's not like it's official, official, official. Uh-huh. But uh, here's one news thing from someplace that I'm not even gonna mention. But it says from someplace, uh, developer of Deadly Premonition, Hidetaka Suhiro, aka Swiri. Mm. said at GamesCon that he not only has plans for an HD remake of the Xbox 360 cult classic Deadly Premonition, but also that he wants to make a sequel and a prequel for the Survival Horror 2. Those of you that are still yet to play the game, you find it in stores for a pretty low price, and also on Xbox Live with a cut price thanks to developers themselves warning people not to buy the game until the price was dropped. I can't even. I I wow. tried to see like when I found out about this, I'm like, damn, you know, I should really probably play this game. I really don't want to. And there's <laughs> there's this kid that I know. Um, uh, he's 
like I think he's turning 18 this year, so he's kid. Um, he says Deadly Premonition is the best game ever. Wow, I forget okay. What his, no, 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 no. Not because, like... <laughs> wait. Nah, it's not because he's, like, a fanboy or something. He actually gave a a logical description as to why. And I'm like, damn, man, you got a point. I'm going to see if I can find that while we're going. But um, he was the one that put me on to the fact that they're talking about making a prequel, sequel, and remake. Right. And... Uh, I was just like, "What the hell?" Well, uh, he's like, "Finally, the best game ever gets a gets the treatment it deserves." <laughs> so I was like, well, I mean, Dude. I'll tell you this much: like, I read an argument for its genius, quote unquote, on One Up, and I can totally understand it. Like, it's a very, it, it's kind of like, it's very much a commentary on the PlayStation Dreamcast era, if you think about it. Like the way that that game is built, with the, it, it's like. It could never survive in this day and age without having all the chintzy Japanese like trappings that it has, which remind you of old Dreamcast and PS PS One games. You know what I mean? It's like the dialogue is cheesy, yeah. The graphics mm-hmm. are kind of shoddy. Yeah, it's got some really, really stupid like boss patterns and, re- but this is the stuff that we ate up when Resident Evil came out, uh, or maybe like fucking uh, Blue Stinger or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like it's the stuff that we ate up because it was so Japanese and so off its rocker, um, and not in a Suda Fifty One way, but just in a like, yo, games haven't hit Call of Duty big in America yet, so this is what we have. Um, I gotta find it. It was a very interesting piece. It's not one that I agree with, but it's not one that I can fairly disagree with either because, again, I haven't fucking played it. I just watched 30 hours of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> which I think is pretty much enough for anybody's lifetime. Um, but yeah, I can, like, what did he say? I'm curious as to what this okay. kid says. Yeah. Because he's um... younger, so he doesn't have the same, necessarily, the same perspective as we do. Right. And, um, I see it here on Facebook, but I don't see... It's it's like, I'm looking for the comments, but for some reason, it's not showing the status. It is showing the status, but it's not showing the status. It's weird. He put Delhi Premonition, that is one of the greatest games of all time. I dare you. Me. I, okay. See... Oh, wait. Was it a chat? I don't even know. But basically... He said, I dare you to name three, just three good exclusives on the... the oh, the, the 360. Xbox. I remember. I remember you saying this. And that was the whole thing about it. It was like, you know, name three good exclusives this back oh, before. He called, he called it an Xbox 360, one of the best Xbox 360 yes. games. Yes. Okay. But no, no, no. He said that is one of the greatest games of all time. Well, that, that no. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, but for for the particular, like... Reason, I, you know, I'm gonna find it. Keep, we're gonna keep going, but I'm gonna find this <laughs> status. It's not this status, because this is me um, posting the chat. So it's got to be the chat, which means that I don't think I have a record of the chat. No. Um, because I, I posted on my status the por- the portion the porn? of the yeah the porn the portion of yeah. the um 
the conversation where it says deadly premonition that uh, I put in parentheses deadly premonition so we know what we're talking about. And he says, that is one of the greatest games of all time. I dare you. And I said, I hear. He said, dare you. Name three. Just three. Good exclusives. And I go, hmm, exclusives. Shit, you have a point. He says, exactly. Deadly premonition. That is it. Um, Let's see. I mean, do we count Gears of War 2? Does he say exclusives and not sequels? He says exclusives. Like Then he said something about if you name Halo, um, that you'll realize that there's shit compared to Halo the new one, the the remake. He, oh, anyone who argues Halo 3 or Reach obviously doesn't realize their shit compared to Halo CE. Anyone who argues Gears 1 or 2 obviously doesn't realize Gears 1 is on PC and Gears 2 is the same shit. Anyone who argues Fable 2 or 3 or any Kinect game should just fucking kill themselves. Well, Fable, <laughs> I mean... I... I he, he, he's, he's being overly technical. Like, he's not... If he's saying exclusives, like... He's being very technical. Yeah, it's about the the word exclusive. Then, then you he can't he can't have a gripe with someone arguing for Gears Two. No, it doesn't matter that it's a sequel and it's similar. He can't right. argue it. Um, and Halo CE was shit compared to, I would say, some other Halos that I've seen. So I would rather yeah, play the so other. I Halos. mean, e- either way, being being that Halo CE is shit compared to other Halos. It the thus makes Halo Three and Reach shittier. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would th- I would throw. I'm thinking about the 360 games that I have, and I- I'm not gonna say Lost Odyssey only because I haven't played through it. But like some people would argue for that. Um, mm-hmm. What has Microsoft Game Studios done for me lately? Besides Halo, nothing. But I'm still not putting <laughs> Deadly Premonition up there. No, I wouldn't either. Uh, but the whole exclusive angle was a pretty funny um, thing to make you think. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's interesting. I just it, it's 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 just funny to me that that game has like somehow fucking. I'm sorry, no, no. Mm-hmm. And some people might throw their hat in for Forza and or fucking uh, Project Gotham, which I still have to play four of. Thank you for. Oh, for throwing that my way, uh, some people might still say like uh, like like I'll I'll take your I'll take your deadly premonition and I'll raise you a Ninja Gaiden too. Um, shit like that, you know. Yeah, granted the, they are the sequels. Ninja Gaiden two get um ported over to PS3. Did it? I know that Sigma Ninja Gaiden two. did. Oh, it did. Oh, ooh, fuck you, deadly premonition. <laughs> <laughs> um. Very interesting point. But on to what uh, has been perturbing some of the internet, the second analog stick for this 3DS that I'm holding in my hand currently. Now, what was the announcement? My news, uh, my news, um, what should I call you? My news guru. The announcement? It was actually more of a rumor. Uh, just one day somebody said, dude, uh, there may be a second analog stick coming out for the 3DS because of this scan in Famitsu. And it turned out that the scan in Famitsu was in like an article for the next Monster Hunter game coming out for 3DS. Uh-huh. And that this uh, attachment, which we'll discuss in a second, <clears throat> is actually a... Um, 
uh, designed for that. That's that's what like the news kind of said. Right. But then the, I I read some news earlier this week that Konami has uh, one of these second analog sticks as well, and may be making like a Metal Gear game. Metal with Gear. So um, I'm not really sure. I'm going to Metal Gear, huh? Uh, I'm David Hater. Search through the da, da, da. Yeah, Metal Gear Studio has a circle pad peripheral too now. Homespun look at the three uh, Nintendo. This is what I was looking for. I I didn't actually read this article Metal because Gear. I was like, ah, whatever. Um, but it says so about that. This is from Kotaku. So about are the apostrophes in the right place? Probably. Just check. Uh, but it is from apostrophe. Oh. Um, uh. So, about that newly revealed clunky-looking Nintendo 3DS attachment thing, Nintendo tells Kotaku, we can confirm that Nintendo plans to release the Circle Pad attachment, but Nintendo's regional subsidiaries will make further announcements about its availability at a later date. That's it. Yeah. I... So, I, you know, I saw the thing. Forget about the fact that it looks ugly. That's not the point. I am... I'm somewhat concerned of this turning into a a Wii Motion Plus type thing. Oh, something that's going to get built into the next revision of the 3DS? That, yes. That and the fact that it's like, hey, um, we kind of realized that maybe it needed something else. Our bad. Um, but you can buy it now. And we're going to do some shit with it. And then two years later, uh, we couldn't think of a thing to do with it. Sorry. Here's, yeah. here's like, Boom Blocks 3 that uses a plus, I guess. You it know? It, it, <laughs> no, uh, Boom Blocks 3 doesn't oh, exist. Oh, it doesn't even come out. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> exist. Um, but I'm just saying it's one of those things where it's like, it's like a reactionary. It's like old school... Nintendo or Sega, like, yo, or, 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 you know, we're going to put in a 32X. Yeah, well, we're going to have a, well, I shouldn't say that, but, like, you know, Super Scope, one and done. E-Reader, mm-hmm. one and done. U-Force. Well, Super Scope was more like two and done. Two and done. But, it, like, like that type of shit. And then, you know, you had the Sega, the Sega systems doing all that shit. Um, and, you know, the, the rumors about the, the second analog stick on the PSP, it was, like, nice thought but here's why you shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, Exhibit A, Wii Motion Plus. And this would be Exhibit B, you know? Like, hey, we're putting out the second analog stick, and um, you're, now you're splitting the consumer base. Yeah, because in order now they for to... people to play particular games, they have to buy an add-on. Right. And um, they may not be inclined. And then you're going to have the games that come with the add-on, and they're going to cost 50 bucks. Right. Who's gonna pay fifty bucks? Exactly, fucking and it's just 100. like, it's 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 like what I hope is is if, you know, is when they come out with this thing, that it's just a yo, this is a Monster Hunter thing. Is this like Odama that came with the microphone? That's it. Or it's like Guitar Hero that comes with the guitar. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all this is. And I hope that Nintendo doesn't go, oh, now we can fucking make, like, GoldenEye with a second analog stick. Because, well, you know how I feel about second analog sticks on a first-person shooter. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. we can make all these GameCube and Wii ports. No! That's no, why a lot of people... Right, that's why a lot of people don't like the PSP. 
Uh, now, granted, that's why some stupid people, no offense to anybody who likes this, that's why some people like the PSP, but, yeah. you know, without that second... That's why it actually even made more sense to have the second analog stick on the PSP, because it's like, yo, most of the games are shitty ports anyway, why not allow us to play them better? True. But for the 3DS, like, like the whole initiative behind Nintendo's shit is just like, yo, let's make something that makes sense, and it's like, okay, now we're gonna shove in Second Sight onto the 3DS. No! <laughs> no, no. You don't want to. Su- you don't want to put second sight there, or whatever the fuck his accent was. That was terrible. Mm-hmm. I need to start picking that up again though, because I promised I would beat it before I sold it back. So. And, and on top of everything, you know, um, there's that bottom screen. Yeah. And with being that the 3D action and everything is on the top, and you can't actually manipulate the the top screen, and they don't have games, you know. If you're gonna make a 3D game, you're not gonna have the main action on the bottom screen anymore. You could do a Metroid Prime Hunters kind of thing and not have two analogs, but use the screen as a sort of analogish. Well, you know, what I'm what I'm assuming, thing. what I'm hoping and assuming is that they will say, "Yo, this second stick is there for you if you want it," but you can use the bottom screen if you want instead. I think the Wii. I think for the Wii, I think it was almost impossible. Or I could be wrong. I don't know if I don't know about Monster Hunter. Try if you could use the Wii remote, or if you had to use a classic controller. Oh, oh, right. Okay. So I, I don't, don't know. know. And what do we do when we don't know? We look it up on the internet. You know why? Because actually, this Monster Hunter 3G is a 3DS version of Monster Hunter Try. Oh, I see. Okay, so Monster Hunter Try. Overview. It's online play. Big dinosaur. Hunting. Web ties. Online play. Development. Let's see. The decision paid off. Third party we ever made. Since the game is a traditional controller game, the new classic controller was chosen to be bundled with the game on all markets. But it didn't. It doesn't really say whether you can play it with the Wii remote. I'm going to. You probably can't. That's probably why it's bundled. Monster Hunter Try Wii Remote. Um. Okay. The GameSpot review does. Um. Does uh. Does kind of whatever. Oh, what's the word? Does kind of explain a little bit. So why don't you let okay. me see the review? God damn it! I want text. Text! Here we go. Okay. Well, while you're looking for that, I'll just add that. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Fumbling with the remote's D-pad to maneuver the camera while thumbing around to attack and blah, blah, blah makes the Wii remote and nunchuck the lesser option. So it is possible. Oh. But it's just not good. It's just not good, yeah. It's like trying to play Rayman uh, DS (coughs) with the touchscreen as your analog stick. (coughs) (laughs) <laughs> fucking hate that game. It ruined my game. Sorry, what were you saying? Go ahead. Uh, the Nintendo says that they sold more than 235,000 3DSs after the price drop. Or, well, around the time of the price drop because in August. Okay. So, um, yeah. They, uh, they're selling. Now they're dropping price. Good. I mean, I never really considered... 
the initial run a failure anyway, but they do, so whatever. Mm-hmm. But it just, you know, it's 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 like it's coming all in a row. You know, it's like, oh, shit, we fucked up. Here's a price drop. Sorry, early adopters. Here's some free games that are going to be downloadable, but, like, it, you know, classic Nintendo, we're going to make it really hard to download. Like, I hate the fact that you have to go into the store, go into the other settings, go into your downloads, re-download it, and then continue shopping, and then go all the way back and do the same thing. Yeah, it is a little tedious. I had to do it over, like, a two-day period because I just didn't want to do it for all of them in one sitting. I didn't have right. the time. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's that, and then it's this analog stick, and it's just, you know, the, the entire DS line, I mean, like, I, I guess because it's so iPodded, or, or, or throughout, the, throughout its lifetime before, you know, iPod Touch became a thing, or iPhone became a thing that you could play shit on, like, it's just been a string of rapid, like, yo, here's a DS, yo, now here's a DS Lite, oh, guess what, we're making a DS I that goes on the internet, but the shop kind of sucks, and you can't go on the shop with your old DS, so you, now you have to upgrade. And then, no, now here's a 3DS. You could go on the old shop, but wait, no, you can't even go on the old shop until we enable the new shop, which isn't going to come until two months after we launch the thing. And then, oh, wait, now we're going to price drop it. And, oh, wait, now here's another analog six. Whoop, uh, our bad. Sorry. You know, it's just one <laughs> after the other after the other. Here's a Wii Fit board that we're never going to use again. Here's the Wii Motion Plus that we're never going to use again. And we still don't know how to use the internet. You know, it's just like <laughs> they. It's it's I I think that they're it's and and I hate to say this because I'm a stockholder. I I have stock in Nintendo. But it's time for them to get their asses kicked again. Like it's so time they can it, do better. Yeah, and and the sad part is, like, you know, it's it's going to be iPhone that's going to do it to them. Mm. I don't want it to be iPhone. If anything, I'd rather be, be iPhone either. I'd rather be Android. It, well, oh, you no, actually no. Out of I would. I would Apple. rather. Yeah, out of, <laughs> but I actually would rather be either. Right, because I don't want the gaming world to be like, yo, video games are all touchscreen. That's what a video game. No, or video games all should last five minutes and be worth nothing. Yeah. And I don't want that to happen. Um, but I feel like they need to get their asses kicked. I feel like, you know, I almost want Move and Connect to blow shit out of the water, but Move is definitely not going to, which I feel bad about because I still think that's a better technology. Mm. Um, have you seen those new Connect games that are coming out? Like, there's this new Connect game called, like, Rise of Nightmare or some shit, which is like. Oh, that's a Connect game? Yeah. And like you, you move by tilting. It's basically Star Wars Connect, except on an, on a zombie infested place, and it's a lot slower pace. So, uh, oh my god, it, that, like that shit just looks poor. Oh, okay. Because I I was going to pull up. Well, I just did. I pulled up like the cheap ass gamer review because I knew that they had a review of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just looking to see what they said or what uh, shipwreck says about it. Um. Okay. There has not been a truly story-driven Kinect game that's worked. Rise of Nightmare shuffles onto the scene, try to rectify that emission, and get survival horror fans off their couches and into the frightful area that their coffee table usually inhabits. No, thank Can you. Can a studio that has brought me so much joy with the House of the Dead series actually pull off a first-person zombie Kinect game? And just browsing through the thing, I can't really... It's the, he says it's very good. But... Um, apparently it's not. 
I just I'm just looking at that. Well, you know, to be fair, he's played it. I've only seen it in action and seen oh, okay. how it reacts to your body, and it's just like it's one of those things where like. When before the Wii Motion Plus came out, and you were and, and, Ninten- and Nintendo Wii games were all like trying to do all these complicated, like fucking SSX Blur. It's like, oh, use a nunchuck and Wii Remote and make like a heart silhouette with your arms, like move your arms, move your hands in a heart shape, and mm-hmm. it'll make a special move. And it worked like one out of ten times. Oh, you know, and it's one of those things where it's just like, yo, it's not working. Stop trying it. Um. And it's like, oh, you tilt your body to the left to turn, and you tilt, and it takes a while, and then it turns. And you're like, oh, now I'm gonna punch at the screen. It's just, it just looks so stilted and so, like, I, like I don't want to touch it. Like you have a disease, and <laughs> I don't want to touch you, and you're gross, you know. So I don't, I don't fucking know. It's just, I just, I, I just want the move to succeed, because I think, again, I think that is a better technology because it works, and they're not gonna like. They they have the capability to do shit that the Wii couldn't before Wii Motion Plus, because of the way that it works. And it's like, like, but but Connect is the one that sold, you know. Yeah. And like they should stick to shit like Dance Central, which does work, you know. But I don't know, rambling. Anyway, um, so, and, and the, you know what the funny thing is, like I I feel like Connect and Move are like so reactionary to Nintendo, and then they Nintendo. Are. Like, if this second analog stick were to become big and it wasn't just a Monster Hunter thing, we'd say that it's reactionary to Sony. Because, like, oh, yeah, Vita coming out. Two analog sticks, guess what? You know? But uh, Um, the Vita's not out yet. But then it comes with. It's not out, but it's been announced already. And we know what it is. Yeah, and we've Um, seen it. And people have touched it. And it has two analog sticks. Yeah. And, and, you know, my question is is that really a good thing? You know, for it to have two analog sticks. Who knows? You know, we're, we're, we're talking about the fact that it's like, yo. Um, we don't want, like, shit like Coded Arms, which was, like, the the very first PSP first-person shooter, you know, okay. on there. Like, we don't care about that shit anymore, so I don't know. Anyway, any more interesting news from you on the horizon, sir? Mm, news guru? I before I we wrap this gavel up, and I have one more piece of happy news to share about a release. Um, I don't think I do... I probably will like peat one out and be like ah, okay, okay, okay. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll take a look at at my feet again. Uh, well, here's my happy piece of news. So remember how you and I were always saying, "Yo, like one day, like yes, we will spend seventy five dollars for a copy of Radiant Silver Gun that has no jewel case because we want the fucking game and we will spend that much money for it." Yeah, I remember that. We don't have to. I know. Because Radiant Silver Gun is coming out in four days. Oh, it's coming out this week? On Xbox Live Arcade. Uh-oh. For $15. Finally, I can play it without having to switch stuff around in my house. Tre- <laughs> uh, so, so Patrick Klepek from Giant Bomb says, Treasure has been talking up an Xbox Live Arcade port of Radiant Silver Gun for a while now. And here's the funny part, like they've been talking it up. We haven't say we haven't heard like, oh, it's in development and like well, it's it's you know, this far along, and we have we're estimating like they've been talking it up for a while. Can I and, interrupt you? No. Yes. I recall reading something. I'm gonna search for it here in my mm-hmm. feed. I believe in Kotaku had announced that 
uh, Radiant Silver Gun was coming out for Japanese Xbox Live Arcade like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, it did? Uh, okay. Let's see. Radiant Silver Gun. Yeah, Radiant Silver Gun, August 31st, flies onto Xbox Live. I'm like, what? Really? What? And actually, as a matter of fact, uh, it says in Japan, venerated ra- shooter Radiant Silver Gun is coming to the Xbox 360 on September 14 for 1,200 Microsoft points. But that's when I said, oh, whatever. Because it said Japan. But you're right. saying it's coming out in America? Correct. Well, that's what it says here. Yeah, I mean, it just says... I would believe uh, Patrick Klepek over... Well, Brian Ashcraft, he's in Japan, so he might not know. He's... Yeah. Um, this version of the game has spruced-up visuals, but like so many retro revisions, you can choose to ditch the updated graphics. Treasures also added a two-player mode. Oh. Huh? Was there ever a two-player mode in the original Radiant Silver Gun? There was, right? No, I think that... Yeah, yeah, wait. I think it might have been a one-player game. Let me see. Um, keep going. Read it. Added a two-player mode, an Ikaruga-style scoring switch, and more. I don't know what that means. I forgot. Scoring switch? Yeah. I oh, maybe know. this scoring... I don't know. <laughs> this It's definitely... It's, it was definitely a, a you know... Uh, or or maybe maybe they mean like they're gonna count your chains instead. I don't fucking know. Oh. But it's coming out. But yeah, it's uh the it was two player. Maybe they meant two player uh, internet. Oh, as opposed to local. maybe maybe I want it. Me too. I I will spend on that. I want it. Yeah. Now. Me too. Now. Uh. Anyway, anything else popping up on your feed, or shall we? Gavel this wrap up. Um, there really isn't anything interesting. Um, a lot of talk about Deus Ex Human Revolution. That um, shit, yeah. Like, then did you the hear about thing. that? Like, GameStop was pulling it off of shelves because they had an on-live coupon in the box. Mm-hmm. They took the on-live coupon out, yeah, out, and then <laughs> they stopped selling the game as a whole. The digital, I mean, the the, the box version. Yeah. Um. Then there's the Dead Island. Uh, I don't know if you know about this one. The Dead feminist, the, the misogynistic quote comment in the code. Nope, not even that. Oh, when it was released on Steam, they think that the beta version was released sent to Steam because it wasn't working. Oh it, shit! I don't know if they fixed that yet, but um, it, I'm pretty sure they did because you know, imagine you pay fifty dollars to buy Dead Island on Steam and. You download it, you Dead play Island, it. Dead Island, fix and your shit. Breaks. Um, then there was something else about 360. Um, let's see. The glitchy Steam version of Dead Island shall be patched ASAP. That was September 6th. Um, Dead Island, fix your shit. Let's see. This guy at 4 came out last week. <laughs> 4? The only- They're already yeah. on fucking 4? Yes. <laughs> um, Christ. And it's hilarious because this this um, I have to read this thing about it. Uh, Owen Good, he's the guy who posts on the weekend in Kotaku. He goes, I've been hearing it for a month about this guy for not being included in the coming soon for September 6th alongside other games such as Resistance 3, Driver San Francisco, Dead Island, and Warhammer 40K Space Marine. So here you go. This guy of four here <laughs> on the front page. Biggest Christmas is coming out this week. Bitches. <laughs> uh, I thought that was hilarious because... Um, 
nobody cares about this guy for. I, I I don't care about this guy for because I haven't even gotten like more than three hours into this guy one, and that's like yeah. a hundred hour game. So, so um, fuck them. Oh, this thing you're talking about, Dead Island Maker gives leading lady a feminist whore skill. Yeah, basically she does like twenty percent more damage to male character to male zombies. Oh, uh, and that makes her a feminist whore. Yeah, and I was just nice. like, really, guys, like that's that's really effed. Like you're basically selling out your company by putting that in the code. That's that's not cool. And you know people are gonna look at the code, and you know when they find it, they're gonna. Talk they, about they it. They already did. You like, yeah. Well, and, oh, yeah. you meant you meant. Hint, yeah. I mean, in the past. Yeah. And like, there's all. Uh, it was silly. Like. Yeah. And you know, of course, the internet's like, yo, it's just a joke, man. And I'm like, and then this one commenter was like, well, what if we had replaced feminist whore with like the n word or something? Would you be Would you be laughing then? <laughs> It'd be the same. Fucking. And they're thing. like, they're like, oh, we're not comparing. Like, you shouldn't compare. You know, feminist whore to the N-word. And it's like, no, you shouldn't, but they're both still bad enough that you don't want to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know what? Here's the other thing to consider. They are a foreign developer. So uh, this is not an excuse. This is just saying this is perhaps why they didn't think to, like... Oh, because they, it, the custom may not have been well-known. Like, like, there there was a PSP ad in Europe with, like... Uh, like like a black lady and a white lady facing off against each other. Oh and yeah, yeah. And the black they, woman she was in had chains. Like, she, had her... she had like a a necker, a choker or something like right, a chain right, on. right. And, and they're like, like this fucked up. Yeah, and then in Europe, European people was like, we don't. What's what's the problem? I don't get mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Because they never really had the same slavery context that we have. Right. The, though there were certainly was, I, I'm sure there's certainly several types of dis- discrimination over there. Well, they enslaved themselves. <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's different. I, I, I mm-hmm. don't know I, anybody from Europe who can lend some, some, some context to that. I'm talking out of my ass. I apologize. Yeah. So, I got a couple of things. Okay, one is Dragon Quest Ten is is uh, being announced for Wii and Wii U. Nice, and it's in a an online RPG. Mm, not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to get nine and six. Ah, uh, and I know five is five is like a lost cost, so I may have to borrow yours. Well, they re-released five. I don't know. Really? If, uh, they did a while ago, but I don't know. If, not re-released. They re-ran it. I'm getting this itch. This is not good. I'm getting the itch again. No, 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 no. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't have you're, time. You're to, better off just borrowing mine. I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah, but even don't. then, I'm talking about. I'm talking about like time. Dragon oh. Quest Five: Hand of the Heavenly Bride, twenty-seven dollars. Yeah, it's re-released. Not re-released. Rerun. Rerun and cheaper. Yeah. And it was originally 40 on Amazon. Yeah. Why, this box looks really thick. Really? At least the Amazon box. Interesting. It's No, it's just a box. Um, And I just sold off 4 because I know I'm never going to play it again. But you played 4, correct? I finished all of them. You, you finished four, all five, of them. Six. So is it worth... Is it worth it for me to play five, or should I just play six, or is it worth it to not play six? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if- I think five was a really good game in terms of the story and in terms of uh, how you get from the beginning to the end. Like, the it's essentially the story. Uh, I think it's a good game to play for the story. Six is um, <laughs> six is a chop shop. It was weird. Uh, you said it was a chop shop? No, it's chop sake. Just like. Oh. It 
you're all over the place in that game. And it, it was weird for me, but I enjoyed it overall. I don't know if you should play six. I mean, I think you should try six, and if you don't like it, then, hey, you didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking weird-ass game. Hey, you didn't buy it. Um, where's the other thing I was going to talk about? Uh, it is close. Close. Boom goes a dynamite. Wait for Wait it. Wait for it. Wait for it. There it is. Uh, I didn't really read it, but it's. Um, I'm going to just quick take a quick browse over. But the headline said Nintendo having serious problems getting the Wii U working, and Uh-oh. of course it's a rumor. Uh, something about how um, there's a French website that is kind of saying things that um, seems to be coming true. Like they reported about a redesigned 3DS, which I guess led into that analog stick thing. Uh. Um, so it says worth going back on and looking at some of other reports on the company's happenings over the past month. It says like this one that the Kyoto based company is having problems getting Wii U up and running. Big problems. According to the O one net report, the hardware powering the Wii U simply isn't up to scratch to do what Nintendo needs it to do, namely run not just the console but beam data to its fancy touchscreen controller as well. Apparently, developers are working on the console to ha- are apparently developers working on the console are having to use tethers quote to ensure serviceable communication between the Wii U and its controller. But even then, things still aren't working that well, and progress is reportedly halted daily with repeated software updates for the pad. The source, Billy Beans, who, given the publication, sounds like it could be a European third-party developer, also says that these problems have caused a delay in the console's launch. An original June 2012 release now being pushed back to sometime around September. While there's no way of proving this as of yet, of course, they've contacted Nintendo, and Nintendo's not going to say shit. But if true, it certainly makes the Wii U sound, quote, rushed, which would fit Nintendo's pattern of late. <laughs> oh. uh, well, they, they need a swift kick in the ass. Mm-hmm. It says, if this report is correct... It shouldn't surprise too many people that the Wii U has been put on a similar development fast track, one aimed at getting a new home console to the market as quickly as possible to compensate for a sharp decline in Wii sales. Then again, bear in mind that the report was also originally filed over two weeks ago, and things might have improved since then. Or it may not be true at all. Right. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. doubt it. I mean, like I look at that thing. I'm like, how the fuck are they going to do this shit? Like, they, 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 that's a lot of data. Mm-hmm. And it's like. You know, maybe it's time that they suck it up and be like, yo, I'm sorry, but this console is not going to be 250. It might be like 350. And <laughs> controllers might be $100. Which, you know, maybe that wasn't the greatest idea for them to go ahead and do it now. I don't know. Like, it's it's difficult. It's, it you know. But this is exactly why I was a little upset when they were like, yo, we are going to go 480p. And I'm like, at least follow up to a standard so that you don't have to keep on playing catch-up. Like, I know you guys are making, like, a bubble-ass ton of money, <laughs> but someone took a pin to that bubble-ass, and you went from, you know, Kim Kardashian to Francis McDormand. So, what are you going to do now? Oh, we'll rush out of Wii U. What's it going to look like? Oh, like, first-gen 360 games? Great. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. And how much is this control? So, I don't know. Oh, wait, they don't want to sell the controller because you should only have one. 
Yeah, that's the other thing that that I think is really stupid. Like, so so now you're telling me that you know all there's so many possibilities with having four controllers with screens on them, their own private screens, is now gone. Because, because it costs too much to produce the controller. Because of technicalities and all that shit. Like maybe that you know, like if they're gonna come out with this, they need to go whole hog on it. Because the all like just think about the possibilities that are there that are not gonna be there now. Mm-hmm. Like that is so enraging, you know? Like I, I think Gershman said it best on the Giant Bombcast. He was like, When I sat and thought about it and I first thought about how cool it was, and then I thought about how they were saying, Yeah, just one controller, like all of my thoughts just went to, Well, this isn't good. Just, you know, so I don't know. Um, anything else? Um, no, but I would like to mention that I was reading the Radiant Silvergrown wiki, and yes. they said that, um, well, Hiroshi Uchi, who is the creator of Radiant Silvergun and mm-hmm. the director of, um, I think he's the director of Ikaruga, but I know he wrote the music for mm-hmm. Ikaruga. Um, he listed, or said, stated, that... Image Fight, which is a, an old arcade shooter by Irem or Irem, uh, was the main inspiration for Radiant Silver Gun's design. And uh, Itagaki-san said that Image Fight was one of his five favorite games. I've never played Image Fight, but Image now I want to play it. It came off of Nintendo and Turbo Graphics in Japan and 68K in Japan and FM Towns in Japan. FM Towns. Um, FM Towns. Wow. <laughs> Stop it. The TurboGrafx-16 wow. version was released for the Virtual Console only in Japan. Um, it's a big J- Japanese game. I don't even know if, if we can find it unless we you know, find it on NES. Cause it seems oh, like it's, the a shma- it's a vertical scrolling shmup. Yeah. Oh. It's about a year after R-Type. Oh, maybe I want this now, maybe. And I'm only saying this based on the fact that I'm just seeing a shmup. <laughs> <laughs> I um, wonder what the game is like, like, like. But YouTube, uh, it's on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. But... Oh, dude, FM Towns. Dude! Like, have you ever seen FM Towns? Yeah. I don't it's a fucking computer. It looks, it looks like really weird. Oh, it's yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we all have FM Towns. It's a PC. It's Japanese Dude, you're PC getting variant. a PC. Yeah. A proprietary PC variant intended for multimedia applications and PC games, but later became more compatible with regular PCs. It's a fucking <laughs> PC. Oy vey. I guess I should get. I, sh- I should build one now. An FM Towns? Yeah, because it's a PC and I can build it. Well. The the first FM Towns was based on an, a 386SX 16 megahertz. They what the difference? Was it have a proprietary <laughs> OS or something? Is that what it was? Maybe. Um, let's see. Vertical CD-ROM tray. Hard drives are not standard. Video output was RGB using DV15, like a like a Macintosh. Operating system used was Windows 3.0, 3.1, and 95. And a graphical OS called Towns OS, based on MS DOS and the FarLap DOS extender, run 386 EXE. Christ. Most games for the system were written in protected mode assembly and C using the FarLap DOS extender. 
These games usually utilize the town's OS API for handling several graphic modes. So basically, it was like Windows, slightly proprietary, and the code was written in a way so that it couldn't be ported. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I don't want one. <laughs> anyway. Well, I mean, you, you essentially have one, but you don't at the same time. Wait, the FM Towns was capable of booting its own Towns OS, da da da, in straight from the CD in 1999, full seven years before boot from CD capable of Windows 95 OS R2 was released in '96, uh, and that was still not, and that was still not to run the OS. Oh, but for installation purposes, yeah, because you can't in, run 95 off a of CD. So wow, that's crazy. FM Towns is like one of the first straight from CD Marty. OS's. Marty. 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 All right, anything back. else, or shall we go eat and pee? Let's go eat and pee and sleep. Gonna pee. All right, so. So. I'm trying to think because I don't want to just keep on saying where can you find us? Because that's all. <laughs> you can find us right here. You can find each one of us at drygames.net on the internet. Al, where can we find you? Where do you live? Uh, I live in various places, I guess. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash dredmage. Twitter.com slash dredmage. Um, there's xlm2k.blogspot.com, which I'll update sometime. And what about your band? Oh, yeah, I have a band, and... Uh, he has a band. That site is uh, rocafuertemusica.com, R-O-C-A-F-U-E-R-T-E, musica, with an A at the end, mm-hmm, dot com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and you can find their album, Vuelo Letal, which means Lethal Flight. I learned that because Al knows Spanish. Very on the Amazon.com, barely, Amazon.com <laughs> Amazon MP3 downloads list. Make sure to, that make sure that you choose MP3 downloads. There's other places, too. iTunes. Uh, Spotify, Zune, uh, supposed to be Rhapsody, but who knows. Uh, anywhere where your digital media is served, you should find us. Excellent. Pete, where do you live? Twitter.com slash Riven. That's R-Y-V-V-N. R-Y-V-V-N. And if you like don't you... alcoholics talking about video games and movies, you should follow me on Twitter. Follow <laughs> him on Twitter at ryvvn.com slash twitter.net. That's yes. the only place I live. No, no other place That's the only is place to live. No other place is important. Okay. And you can find me, obviously, at Mr. Chupon on Twitter. It's at Mr. Chupon with an O, not a zero. Uh, you can also, obviously, visit us at TryGames.net at TryGames.net, which we rarely update, but one day I will. Uh, you can also visit me at www.sharkversusoctopus.com, uh, which is nonsense and has nothing to do with video games, but it could. Uh, and that's all the places that I live. Email, 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 email. Email us at mailbag at trygames.net, M-A-I-L-B-A-G at trygames.net, or you could spell it the wrong way, M-A-L-E. And you can also visit friends of the site. You can visit our friend Maurice at everyonelovesdinosaurs.com, the other Austin out in the world because there are only two of us, and we're both awesome at austindlight.com. Light is spelled the, pro- the appropriate way, like a light bulb. And you can visit... Brian Fishman, friend of the site, doctor, and he will save your fucking life as long as you go to his blog, which is called drfishypants.com. Also friends of the site, we've got 
James Dendy Connor at www.gamesjames.com. That's www.gamesjames.com. Not just one game, but multiple games. And there's also our friend Alex and Gary from That Game Podcast, which is conveniently www.thatgamepodcast.com. Well, I guess that's and where you that's can find us. Can find I us. guess that's where you can find us. I guess I couldn't think of anything else. Thank you for the save. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> you can find us there and all that shit. And we out. So, any last words? Uh, 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 uh. All right. Uh, Thanks uh, for listening, uh, uh, everybody. Uh, 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 uh. We will ideally see you soon, if not never, or something with an analog stick on our balls because it's an add-on clip and, you know, she likes that type of shit. What? Anyway, for Pete, who's not here. Okay. For Alfred O. For Alfred Pode. Um, Speaking of the petter, he said that he wants to um, join us on a podcast sometime, somewhere, somewhere, sometime in the future. Okay, good. So he's back. He's alive. Is his internet? Yeah, he's alive, but he's not back. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll get him back. We'll get him back, folks, for all you ladies who miss his sultry. One day, one day. One day, Taller. Sure. All right, we out, son. I've been—I forgot to see who I was. That's yeah. true. God fucking damn it, host awesome shit. No. Oh, oh god. No. Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. Oh god. Okay.